This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. We continue our celebration of ordinary time. In fact, as I'm recording this, it's the first day of summer. So welcome to a beautiful season where there is a lot of light and it reminds us of the light of Jesus Christ. The theme that resonates for me in these readings that we'll hear today for this 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time is this invitation to not be afraid, that there is no fear. And I looked up, you know, the word fear and what would be the opposite of fear? The opposite of fear could be courage, could be confidence, could be fearlessness, but it's not an egotistical a confidence in myself, but for us looking as a, as a disciple in Christ, it's to be putting our roots, putting our, our strength in the Lord and that courage in the Lord and having confidence in the Lord, no matter what. So to know God, K-N-O-W, is to have no fear, N-O-F-E-A-R. But if there's no God, N-O, God, no God, we will no fear, K-N-O-W, fear. See, without God, there is fear, there's anxiety, there's anger, there's violence, there's darkness. But when we know God, K-N-O-W, when we know God, there is courage, there is confidence, there's fearlessness. So let's hear that as we ponder these readings today. The opening collect prayer for the Mass is beautiful, and it reminds us of the love of God that permeates each and every one who honors the Lord's name. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 20. Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many. Terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped, then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. 
but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, who probe mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 69. Lord, in your great love, answer me. For your sake, I bear insult and shame covers my face. I have become an outcast to my brothers, a stranger to my children, because zeal for your house consumes me and the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. I pray to you, O Lord, for the time of your favor, O God. In your great kindness, answer me with your constant help. Answer me, O Lord, for bountiness is your kindness. In your great mercy, turn toward me. Lord, in your great love, answer me. See you, lowly ones, and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds he spurns not. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, the seas and whatever moves in them. Lord, in your great love, answer me. Our second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, through one man, sin entered the world, and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world, though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many. The word of the Lord. Our gospel comes from the gospel of Matthew chapter 10. Jesus said to the 12, fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others 
I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it is a wonderful connection of readings today. And again, this no fear, no God, no fear, no God. Do we know God? Do you know K-N-O-W, God? Do you know Jesus Christ? And do you have a confidence in him? Look at Jeremiah and a prophet that had a lot of difficulty in his life. In fact, all of the prophets I can think of in the Old Testament, they certainly had their case of persecutors and those who went against them, those who went against God as they were speaking for God to the people of the day. But Jeremiah, even amidst the surrounding of violence and, 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 and this terror on every side, he's recognizing the presence of evil, really, of these perpetrators against him, against God. But I love this line, but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. Jeremiah puts his trust in the Lord, even though he is suffering, even though he's got mental anguish, he probably has physical anguish and difficulty. He trusts that his persecutors will stumble they will not triumph. They will not have the last word. Do you believe that your persecutors, that the persecutors of the church, that the persecutors of Jesus Christ will stumble? We may not see it in the headlines today, but God has the last word. Life, eternal life, truth, goodness, and beauty have the last word. And that was in the heart of Jeremiah, a prophet who said, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord. In the midst of persecution and difficulty, this prophet clung to the Lord. He had confidence in the Lord. He went with God. And that's the invitation for us. Even in this psalm, there's these beautiful lines and the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me zeal for your house consumes me i pray to you o lord for the time of your favor o god the lord hears the poor let the heavens and the earth praise him the seas and whatever most in them praise him there's this beautiful sense of praise even in the midst of difficulty again even though we have insult and persecution, the Lord will not abandon his own. And when we come to the gospel of Matthew, I've got some wonderful reflections I want to share with you. One that comes from the In Conversation with God series I've been reading, but also in the gospel, some of the commentary of the gospel of Matthew, we hear Jesus say, fear no one. A little bit later, he says, and do not be afraid. And then he says again, so do not be afraid. And, and let's just go into the commentary a little bit about what's happening, because we had a little bit of this reading of Matthew last week in our gospel. The 10th chapter of Matthew 
we were hearing from chapter nine just a little bit ago, but the missionary discourse is what is called Matthew chapter 10. And we start to see and hear about the mission of the 12 apostles. And so last week we heard about the apostles. They were named Jesus called them out by name. We we hear a Matthew accounting for these men, who they are, and that Jesus gives them a particular mission. They're to proclaim the kingdom and they're to drive out demons and to bring cure and healing to those who are sick. And now we hear this missionary discourse continue about what the disciples are to do, because here's the deal we're reading in the gospel accounts of how Jesus is forming his disciples to do their mission. So when Jesus ascends into heaven, he sends down the Holy Spirit, which is all what we celebrated in Easter, that Jesus gave the mission to his apostles. He he was giving them all of this training. And then he gave the final bit of knowledge through the power of the Holy Spirit. But this is how the the disciples were learning what they were to do. And they would continue to learn more after the death and resurrection, obviously, and the ascension of Jesus. But we hear that there is persecution and Jesus is letting them know what they're to do, proclaim the kingdom of God, to go out and heal and bring about healing. But also Jesus reminds them of the hostility that they will endure and gives them this invitation and this message to have courage. The missionary discourse tells the disciples what to expect. In fact, um, he, he Jesus tells them they're going to have difficulty in public public trial, as they proclaim Jesus, we hear in further, well, in the Acts of the Apostles, how much they are persecuted. They'll be hated. They'll be betrayed because of their relationship with Jesus. But Jesus encourages them to continue on. And so the theme here three times, do not fear, do not fear, do not be afraid. Who brought that that term up to our modern day, right? Pope St. John Paul II, he began his pontificate E not afraid, do not be afraid. And so often he would continue to, to remind us of that, having courage in Jesus Christ. God will care for his apostles if we put all of our trust in him. And so Jesus sends the people off, the apostles off. Jesus sends us off as we are baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have a mission that immediately puts us into mission mode. Now we might be a baby and our mission continues to grow as we grow. And as we learn and have knowledge of God, as we know God, we have no fear and we put our trust in the Lord. I want to look a little bit in this conversation with God series. It's a series I learned about. I was at a, a Catholic radio conference several years ago in, in St. Louis. And one of the women who spoke talked about this series. There's six or seven books. It goes through all of the different 
uh, readings from all the seasons and then ordinary time. And there's just some beautiful reflections to help you go deeper into the readings. But this for the 12th Sunday in ordinary time really picked up on this courage and trust in God, looking at this word, do not fear, be not afraid that Jesus tells the apostles. And he tells us this today. This is what it says here. When faced by difficulties, we must be strong and brave like true sons of God. Our Lord tells us, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot destroy the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. This fear of God is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's having cooperation with the Holy Spirit. It helps us to struggle with greater determination against sin so we can turn away from sin so we can resist sin that power comes from the holy spirit against everything that separates us from god it prompts us to avoid the occasions of sin not to trust ourselves remembering always that we have feet of clay that we are fragile and brittle bodily evils even death itself are as nothing compared to the evils of the soul to sin. We should be worried by nothing except the fear of losing God. That's what we should fear, losing God, being enveloped in the darkness of sin and never escaping that sin. goes on to say, normally we should have to be strong and brave in little things. When we politely, here's some great little Advice, when we politely but firmly turn down an invitation to a place or a show where a good Christian would feel ill at ease, when we have to give our opinion on the direction their teachers are giving to the education of our children, when we have to break off that conversation, which is taking a dubious turn, or see an opportunity to invite a friend to some talks on the faith or lead up to the chat which results in that tactful opportune and give advice about going to confession. An ambitious apostolate is often held back or stopped by diffidence or cowardice in little things. And it is also courage in little things that make our life fruitful. So it's in those little things, those little conversations, those those areas of your personal life that you're connected to every day where you have a choice to bring about the truth or to cower from the truth, to speak out about a topic that is offending human life, that is offending the dignity of the human person, especially that's offending the dignity of our children. Will we speak out against those things in love and charity? But will we dialogue and bring about the truth, bring about the light? Let me go back to the gospel reading here because uh, I love this line. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed. The truth will always come out. No matter how many lies the people in public office, the people out in the headlines try to cover up, try to cover up, try to cover up, you may try to cover up, lie after lie after lie. There is not a secret that will not be revealed. God knows it all. God knows it all. And so fear no one. There are so many evil things happening in the world that are we can see that are reported in the news. <laughs> But yet there are so many more miracles and 
and gifts of life and light that are happening. That's where we put our energy. That's where we put our focus. And we uncover that ugliness with the light of Jesus Christ. Everyone who acknowledges Jesus before others, I will acknowledge, Jesus will acknowledge before my heavenly father. That's what we work towards. And in the meantime, through positive, encouraging dialogue, we just heard Jesus say this week in the gospels to love our enemies, to pray for our enemies, to work for the good of our enemies, because what we really want is that one person, whether it's somebody personally in our own family life, in our church, in our world that we just looked at, at and say, why is that person being so evil? We want that person to go to heaven. We want that person to have a conversion and to experience the real love of God. That's what we pray for. Not looking at all of the evil and darkness. We acknowledge that darkness exists. Yes, but God triumphs. Put that darkness in the light. Put that darkness in the light of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ. God loves us so much more than sparrows. He loves the sparrows. He loves all of his creation, but we, his creatures, whether or not you have hairs on your head, it's about the detail. It's about the amount of focus that our heavenly father has in love with all of us, not because we're lovable, but because God is love. God doesn't love us because we're lovable. He loves us because he is all love. So let's remember the good shepherd and let's pray for our good shepherds who are called to serve the church. We're called to bring the souls of his sheep to our heavenly father. And let's pray for those shepherds. Let's pray for our priests. Let's pray for our bishops and archbishops. Let's pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.